Hi there, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to wrap up the last segment of the show is Grace Tellison. She's the author of Paper Bodies, a memoir, and she's joining us right now. Good morning, Grace. Good morning, Janine. I want to make sure I got your last name correct. It's uh, Tellison? Tellison. Tellison, okay. Think, think about Tellison a jar. Yes, to loosen. Now I got it. I'll never forget it. Get it. Okay, good. <laughs> so uh, you were just here on the campus doing a reading? I was, yeah. I came to campus about a week ago, and I gave a reading, and I visited two classes. Wonderful. Give us a sense of uh, how your book, The Paper, the Body Papers, came about. Well, um, it came about kind of by accident. I was doing other things, which is I was writing... Um, different failed novels. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to UC Irvine for, to study fiction writing. And so I was writing these novels. They kind of weren't going anywhere. And on the side, I thought, like, well, let me write some essays because they come easily and, and they're fun and they tend to get published. Um, and so I wrote those on the side for many years and accumulated a bunch of them. And a friend suggested I put them together under the title of The Body Papers and start submitting them to um, contests in order to get published. Um, and that's what happened. It, it won a contest, and then I worked with my publisher and editor for about a year and a half to turn that manuscript of essays into what we have now um, in this version of the body papers. Isn't it interesting how when we don't write what we know, what we feel, and we kind of just put it to the side, it does come back to us eventually? It is. It's. I also think I needed the courage to do it, or I needed to do some, like, personal growth work in order to publish this book that is here now. Like, I've been interested in these topics and trying to get at them in various ways for many years, like through fiction and in other ways, even, like, sort of academic, critical essays. Um, But it really was this point of um, just writing to myself, really, and getting very quiet about what anyone else might think about my writing and just you know, writing to myself. Right. So, I don't know if you know this, but the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. Yes, I saw that. (laughs) I think that's wonderful. Thank you. And because we all go through these personal and professional funks, and I know for me, writing has been so healing, and and I experienced great loss a few times over the past uh, five years. And um, the... Would you say that the writing for you has been healing or helped you make sense out of your childhood? Absolutely. I think that writing as an activity, as a human activity and a practice, is can like has the potential for a lot of healing. I mean, there's writing that we can do, we do for ourselves and that we might never show anybody, but that also can be really powerful and transformative to put something on the page. And we don't have to have the pressure of showing it to anybody. You know, like writing could just be for us as a practice. Um, But then there is another level of healing and transformation that can happen in sharing the story. And I needed to be strong enough to share the story with my family, my husband, with other people, like letting other people, readers, into my story. That took a great leap for me to do that. Um, but I think it's been healing for me to do that also. Right, because I think what happens is when you're young and you suppress these bad things that happen, you don't realize, but it affects you in a lot of ways. 
Absolutely. And the reason I suppressed it and didn't share those stories is because I was ashamed. Mm -hmm. And having this experience of sharing my story and realizing that people aren't going to do the things that I imagined they would do, which is abandon me, um, shun me, shame me, like that hasn't happened at all. People have been supportive and celebrating me and saying, thank you for saying this because I haven't been able to or I haven't seen anything like this before um, in our community and we need this kind of silence breaking. And that made me realize, okay, there's a lot more benefit to sharing and telling at this point in my life than there is to never letting that story be told. Um, it's right. actually a, a disservice. And I say that in my author's note that no one told me the, the complete stories. They only told me happy stories. And that hurt me a lot to not know complete stories. Right. What I really uh, like about what you have to say about your book is you didn't just do this to get your stuff out there. You did it because perhaps you're going to touch someone else's life that suffered from abuse and trauma, you know, and other issues. I truly hope so. Because I've, I've had, I've read books um, and see movies or even watch TV shows that really changed my life. And it might seem like a silly, frivolous thing, like how could something in pop culture change your life? But it did. Like I, I had, all of a sudden I had language to talk about what was happening to me. I recognized um, my family. I recognized myself in other people. And this is not just for trauma-related stuff, but just for this human experience. I think we feel like, oh, I must be the only one that thinks this way. I must be so strange and odd. Yeah. And then I would read, and it's like, no, actually, lots of people have felt this way. It's part of the human experience. And I felt less alone. And it is my deep wish that, that my book can do that and make like readers feel less alone with whatever it is they're struggling with. Right, and perhaps they can start writing and talking about what it is they went through. Absolutely. And even th whether they write it just to themselves or if they share with somebody that they're close to or even have maybe this is the day that they seek out a support group or a therapist, but some way to connect um, so that they're not holding this thing by themselves, feeling so alone. Uh, so let me ask you this, because I always love to hear guests share this. What do you do to take care of your mental and physical health? Well, I definitely have, um, you know, I say this in the book, that I've been in some kind of therapy since I was probably 16 mm -hmm. with very few years off. Um, and I have come, kind of resigned myself to, I think I'm just going to be in therapy for the rest of my life. Like, it's, it's, it's going right. to be part of my life, like going to the gym. Right. Right? And that's okay. And I... And I Set, like I make it a priority to have that kind of money in my bank account so that I can continue to sustain that part of my life. Yeah. So I, I do that. Um, I also meet with friends um, and have coffee like, and, or meet them for a meal or even just for a walk. Yes. And, you know, everyone's busy, but I can say to a friend like very intentionally, like, I'd love to like reconnect or take a walk and talk about this, or I haven't seen you in a long time and really would love to see you, or something hard is about to happen, like I'm going to go on book tour and I'd really like to see you before I do that. Nice. And that support is um, really meaningful, and I didn't see my parents ask for it, so I didn't even know that that was possible, that you could do that and have that kind of support and that it was a necessary part of life. Yes. Um, now also, you had a health scare. Did you want to talk about that a little bit? 
Sure. I found out that I had the um, BRCA uh, genetic mutation, which means that I have a um, very high um, uh, likelihood of developing breast and ovarian cancer, and I had to make um, health decisions about it, pretty dramatic ones, which meant um, removing parts of my body, my breasts and my ovaries, which were, wow. you know, um, may have uh, have cancer. Yes. And I did, you know, using my 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 training as like a reporter, I did a bunch of research, talked to so many people, and and went to conferences, talked to experts in the field, and I kept coming back to the same solution, which was the only thing I can do really that makes sense to prevent cancer is to remove those organs. And I didn't like that answer, but that's what I kept having to come back to. And eventually I did decide to do those surgeries. Yeah. Um, and I'm grateful for it. I'm, I'm glad I don't have cancer and that I'm going through those treatments. Yes. It was worth it to do that. Well, it was scary and brave and a whole bunch of other feelings, but I'm glad you're okay. Thank you. And it also taught me that, we, that connecting with people and asking for help and support is very important. Even if they're like the top researcher in the field or something, they were very sympathetic and did, you know, they, I mean, as researchers, they care about what they're researching. And for me, as someone going through the decision-making process, I felt very heard and respected. I wanted to ask you, we have a few more minutes, but what was it like to go back to the Philippines with your husband? Oh, it was wonderful and terrible all at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it was so intense to be in a place with many millions of people and lots of cars and traffic, but also, so that was not pleasant to, to design my, my schedule around traffic. I could basically do one thing a day. Yeah. If I want to go see a doctor or file some paperwork, that is it for the day. Um, but being around... Filipinos, being in the country where I, where I was born was wonderful. It was this Great. whole other reality where people were, looked like me and yeah. just their way of being. Like, it's cemented in me that I'm an American. You know, I didn't understand the sense of humor and the language and, and other things, and I really felt my Americanness when I was in the Philippines. Um, but it was wonderful, and I wish I could go back um, and... Hopefully I will at some point spend some time there, but um, it's, it's a mystery to me. It's a, it's a, uh, so there's so much to learn about the Philippines still and its connection to the United States, too, for that matter. Yes. So what else would you like people to know about your book? Well, um, I would love for them, first of all, to read it and to see if anything in there resonates, but I think that, you know, if it inspires someone else or makes some space, for people to write or tell or share their own stories in some way, I would love that. I mean, I think literature has that possibility to remind you of parts of yourself that you may have forgotten about, and maybe it inspires you to call someone you need to call and share your appreciation for them or have make something healing possible. And that's happened to me with this book. The book is out there. My family read it, and we've had the opportunity to have life-changing conversations like they've told me they've apologized to me they've shared their appreciation to me these are things I never would have expected or anticipated and it's been a total gift Incredible. to have those opportunities I have to ask this because because you're a writer and you wrote such personal details of your life did you lie in bed at night questioning you know how much I want to reveal or you just felt like you know what I'm just going to lay this out there because I need to do it 
I think there's many, um, the, th the thing about having multiple drafts of writing is that maybe you can prepare yourself. Like in the first drafts of, of the work that became the book, I really was writing to myself. I had lost faith that I would ever publish. Mm -hmm. And so I was really writing to myself. But then when it came time to go work with an editor and a publisher and to see the page proofs, that's and the copy edits with page proofs, that's when I was shocked. I was like, oh, this, is, this doesn't look like my printouts that I do for myself for my computer. Right. This is formatted like a book. This is going to be a book. Oh, my goodness. What did I do? <laughs> what did I say? Um, and then, I, then that's when I had to contend with it. But at that time, it was too late. It's like we're in, you know, we're in live edits by now. Like this thing is already formatted yes. and about to be sent to the printer. Right. Um, but I, you know, I didn't say any. I didn't go. I didn't say anything that I wasn't ready to to write and have in the public um, sphere. Of course, of course. So, where can yeah. people find out more about you, Grace? Well, online, I, there's a bunch of. Um, if you Google my name or go through my publisher's website, Restless Books, you can find out um, more information there and places to order the book, which is available anywhere, including the library. And it is meaningful if you don't have the funds to buy the book. It is meaningful to check the book out from the library. It shows interest. And I love libraries. So, you know, if people can't afford the book, it's also fine to go to the library and, and read it there. I just want people to read it and, and see it. Um, but online is, is where to find me, and I'm, and I'm also happy to hear from people as well. Um, I think my, my uh, email for the book is thebodypapers at gmail.com, and I'd love to hear from That's folks. Great. I'm also on social media. Okay, thebodypapers at gmail.com, and you can look for Grace Toulousan, T-A-L-U-S-A-N, who also attended UCI, which is fantastic. Um, and met my husband there. Oh, you did? Oh, in yeah. a class? No, he was um, in the Spanish department oh. um, as a student also, and so we just crossed paths uh, on campus. That's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for calling in. Congratulations. It must be magical to hear the words book tour come out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm still processing it and still taking it in, but it is. It's wonderful. Um, if, it, if any of you ever uh, have aspired to write books, like keep going and keep the dream alive because it's really worth it to, to do it and get it out there. Well, congratulations. Thank you so much. And please, you know, keep me posted on other books that you will be writing. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Thanks, Grace. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Grace Toulouse calling in to talk about her book, The Body Papers. It's a memoir. All the info is up on the show blog. Uh, standing by to take over is Sheldon Abbott with Cure for the Blues. And we're about to kick off our fun drive. So I'm out of here. I'm Janine. I'll be back next week. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.